Hello. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore Podcast, where we chat about the seemingly random things large groups of Black people go up for. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only, because we are five-star bitches. Word to Yo Gotti. I am your co-host, Sequoia. And I'm Jordan. And today we are chatting about streetwear. But before we get to that, we have In My Defense, like usual. Okay, so my In My Defense this week is about one Saweetie, okay? Saweetie is going viral on the internet right now for a performance she did in which she puts her, she, she, she's standing on the stage, she puts her hands down on the stage too with her feet and like clicks her heels. Like she like does this weird galloping, <laughs> this wow, weird galloping thing and, and clicks her heels. And Saweetie is often in the cultural zeitgeist because she's fine as fuck and she raps and like all this stuff. But people are often talking about how she's a bad rapper and how pretty privilege is what's getting her here mm-hmm. to the world stage right. and all the shit. And I just want to say, Sweetie is as good a rapper as young Miami Carisha is. Okay. And I don't be seeing the same energy for, for one miss young Miami. In fact, Sweetie might be a little bit better than miss Miami. At least we <laughs> can stay on beat. I don't know what to tell y'all. So I just, I'm not saying that y'all are wrong about, you know, the pretty privilege thing or her not having top notch bars and all that. I'm just saying in my defense, I've heard worse. Worse is actually just as popular. Yeah. But do you like Sweetie though? Yes. I like Sweetie as a human and I like some of Sweetie's music and I like Carisha. I really like Carisha as a human. She'd be having me dying. And I like a lot of the Sweetie, uh, the, the Sweetie Girls, the City Girl songs too. I, yeah, I like yeah. some of that shit too. So I'm like, y'all just, I don't understand. I don't understand where the energy is because Carisha's being carried by JT, who actually is a solid rapper. Is that where this is coming from? I think people, people don't want to think that people can, you know, be funny, be beautiful and actually be good at what they they do. You know, I think they want to find a little hole and exploit it or whatever. Just because we caught Sweetie off beat once with her hands on the stage doesn't right. mean that the, that McDonald's meal doesn't slap. You know what I mean? So like Because let me tell you something, the McDonald's meal very much did not slap at all. It was actually disgusting. Really? But <laughs> What was it again? <laughs> she was doing all sorts of freaky shit, right? It was like French fries That's with a bun. That's what it was. It was the way you had to assemble it. So she had specific assembly instructions. I think it was literally just like a Big Mac and chicken nuggets and fries. And a Big Mac and fries is my go-to meal anyways at McDonald's. So I'm like, bet I'm going to run through. I'm going to get the sweetie meal. I'll get the little sweetie and sour sauce, whatever. Her instructions were to take the fries, pour them out, put the chicken nuggets on top of that, and then pour the sweet and sour sauce on top of all of that, oh right? God. It sounds okay. It sounds like, all right, like, that's not a big deal. I can do that. Whatever. I do it. The sweet and sour sauce poured on top of the nuggets and fries made everything soggy. It tasted like it, it was like three weeks old at that point. Like it was cold and soggy and not not good. So, yeah, there's like a time know, limit on that. That's like a very time sensitive meal extremely time sensitive and as somebody who pours their their milk first and keeps their cereal in the fridge in order to avoid soggy cereal at all that 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 was triggering for me you know there was no there was no regard to the time sensitivity uh-huh. of said meal that's a little freaky on her part what is Putting the chicken nuggets on the fries and then doing a sweet and sour bath. That's, yeah. I don't want. Sweet and sour bath. <laughs> Ew. Ew. She's doing some sort of like sous vide with the, with the sweet and sour sauce and the nuggets. With sweet and sour sauce. You know, it was giving some type of ritual. It was giving very Azalea Banks. Like yeah, you, like you doing witch rituals with the McDonald's. Yeah, some wicked shit going on there. But nevertheless, sweetie, you know, I still fuck with you. Carisha, I fuck with you too. You don't have to be the biggest barred up rapper on the planet for me to fuck with you. And low key, if you listen to sweetie's freestyles, and freestyles, I mean, I use that loosely, not that she's actually coming off the top of her head, just, you know. We use freestyle way too loosely in, 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 in hip hop. We do. In hip hop no in general. We Ain't do. No freestyle. You've been writing that since 2015, bro. Literally, you got random bars that you didn't have written down that you now putting together because it's easy. You talking about the Game of Thrones finale in your freestyle. It's 2021, dog. What are you talking about? What you talking about? Right. Game of Thrones. Wow. Wait, that's mm-hmm. a great point. But yeah, for Sweetie has this one freestyle called Pretty Bitch Freestyle. And that's the shit. I like that one. Okay. And then, you know, the one that got her on was Icy Girl. That's a, that's a little freestyle. Okay. Quote, unquote. Okay. And, you know, 
also any song that don't have a hook on it is need good. to compile a list of uh sequoia's favorite sweetie freestyles yeah you know what i mean she only got the two that i'm aware of but yeah we could do that yeah so that's my in my defense leave sweetie alone let the girl do what she's doing i'm not saying it's not pretty privileged i'm just saying leave the girl alone gotcha. jordan do you have something that you would like to chat about i do i do in fact um i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast I'd recently discovered there's a uh, the Von Dutch is back in the news cycle because it obviously hate that for us. It's like you know it obviously 2000 style is back. Everybody's recycling all these old uh, fashion trends, and they're they're putting out a documentary on Doc Von Dutch on Hulu because apparently it was like the business side of it was incredibly messy as as one can imagine. Um, yeah, but. You know, obviously we all we all remember the trucker hat when we all remember Ashton Kutcher. We remember we remember Pharrell. We first of all, let's pay respect to the God. Pharrell started the trucker hat trend. Everybody else oh, did was he? just copying. I'm almost certain. Like Oh, you know what? I believe it. I believe it. I was gonna give it to Ashton, but you that sound that sound more plausible. I think everybody was looking to Pharrell and kind of and kind of biting, and then everybody and then then it was like, you know, oh wow, Ashton did it. Justin Timberlake did it. No, it was Pharrell. He was in Virginia Beach looking like a goofy and they were making fun of him and he he persevered and now he can have a now we can have a, a skincare line, you know? So period. I'm one to try to like, you know, stay away from trends. Uh, I try to think of myself as ahead of the trends. You know what I'm saying? I try to think mm, of myself like I'm a tastemaker. I'm a tastemaker, not a taster. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I, I think I was never granted. I was a little too young and slash like a, a little too uh, don't have don't make money for myself to uh, to indulge in some of these these 2000s trends that are now recycling. And so I, I went and purchased um, a Von Dutch trucker hat recently, and I, I kind of like okay. it. I kind of like it. And yeah. and um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, said, yeah, I love yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, okay, but hear me out. And the reason why it's, this is an in my defense is not only because I think I think this is great. I don't. I know Sequoia. We we don't agree, but I think it looks great. The thing that I'm defending actually is that there is a rather dark origin story to the Von Dutch brand name. And do I don't know if you're aware of this? Yes, I did. So I I started watching that documentary. I started to realize, oh, mm, this is kind of dark. But yeah, no, I did realize that. But go tell them, tell the people what it okay, is. Okay, so you've you've seen a little bit of it. I I didn't know this until very recently. So Von Dutch's name is actually named after this man. Well, I believe his, you know, was uh, from Southern California, white man. He, he 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 became famous for pioneering a style of like car detailing, which is like, you know, very common in Southern California. You see it on cars that like kind of fine, like swirly, you know, uh, 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 accents that you see on like custom painted cars, you know, yes. like that, like kind of, it yes. almost looks like what people get like tramp stamps of now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes. 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 It is that lower back tramp stamp. It is. So Von Dutch. It, the man pioneered that style of car painting, and he he Von Dutch was not actually his real name. His name was something else, but he called himself Von Dutch because he was a white supremacist Nazi. <laughs> he yep. was a white supremacist neo Nazi, um, and he Von as in like German, you know, German honorific. And so I learned this. And I was like, "Yo, that's crazy." We were over here wearing a neo Nazi man's name on our heads for so. I'm wearing one right Certainly. now. Um, and and so you know, obviously that gave me some pause. You know, like it means a little, a little trepidation. Give you a little pause, yeah. But I learned some. that I learned that something that like helped me feel a little better is that he actually had no connection to the brand. Like they, exactly. He died, I think, in the seventies or eighties. Um, and essentially, his family, money hungry that they were, hustlers that they are, they knew the brand name Von Dutch had like some resonance, so they sold it to some company, and the company turned it into clothing, a clothing apparel brand, and that's how we have the cheaply made trucker hats that where I'm wearing today. And so that is all to say that despite its white supremacist, neo-Nazi roots, I think I look cute. <laughs> despite the white supremacy of it all you think you're giving right now giving. okay yeah. yeah yeah and i'm and i'm happy for you i will say this is one of the least um uh ugly ones okay that you have on Thank your you. head do we you want know? to describe it for the, the listeners it's so so jordan is currently rocking a um gray trucker hat Ew, with a Are, am i lighting wrong you're, you're, you're not this is stop are you saying it's not gray oh it's black it's it's like a denim blue. I don't see no type of blue, well, first of all, but you are real pixelated. You are real pixelated. We haven't um we haven't updated our we haven't got to the ten eighty P yet, but um Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. We that's why y'all can't see us. It's a denim blue cap with a a white oval uh Von Dutch logo and then it's black mesh for the trucker 
And yeah. then it's black mesh, right? It looks gray on your so Tumblr? Jordan is now. Mm, it does. It looks gray. It looks gray, and maybe I, I guess I see how you get to blue, but yeah, no, I can't see it right now. I'll take a picture, show you what you look like right now. Um, it's giving very Britney Spears, um, Paris Hilton, circa two thousand three during their drug girl phases. You came to the streetwear episode wearing mm, an offshoot of streetwear, I would say. I don't even know how to put this. This is a, definitely a subset. This like 2000s cosplay. This is like LA. This is LA 2005 right. I have on right now. You know. Uh, now don't put uh, don't put that on us. Don't don't white put that LA, on us. Start now, talking white about LA. LA 2005. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You specify who in these parts you refer to because we was not doing that shit. I had never owned a trucker hat. No, this is north of the ten. This is like west of La Brea, north of the ten. Energy, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is yeah. WeHo. This is this is absolutely WeHo. Um, okay, great. Um, happy for you and your hat. I I really appreciate that. And your defense, Von Dutch is cute. Even with the white supremacy, the white supremacy makes it taste better. It's, <laughs> I it's didn't better, say that. Is what I you're said saying. it. I said despite, despite. Oh, 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 despite, in spite of. Okay, right, right. Okay, thank you for clearing that up for our for for myself and for our, our listeners. We really appreciate it. Moving forward, I have a song that I want to talk about this week that I just really resonate with. This is really my shit to this day. It's my shit. It's old, and you gonna know exactly what I'm talking about okay. when I say it, Jordan. Remember Mike Posner? Of course. Please Don't Go by Mike Posner. Baby, please don't go. If I make up tomorrow, will you still be here? I don't know. Hi, I'm Kate Casey, an unscripted TV expert. Three times a week, I interview the talent directors, producers, and hosts of television's most popular reality shows, docuseries, and documentaries. I get all the -the behind-the-scenes stories. I cover everything from The Bachelor Selling Sunset and Real Housewives to Tinder Swindler, The Last Dance, and Secrets of Playboy. Join me as I ask all the questions that you want asked. And best of all, I'm the most trusted source on what to watch every week. I will give you a guide on everything from true crime and sports to competition, calling from all streaming and cable networks. The best guests, the best shows and series, Reality Life with Kate Casey. Sequoia. Mm, come on, notes. Did you know that Mike Posner was my first ever concert that I went to by myself? I by went, yourself? Well, yeah, without, you without, without your mom or yeah, like, yeah. okay, without yeah. like parental. You went to, I mean, because taste, I understand that. Yeah. I was 14, Toad's Place, New Haven, 20, 2009. Me and Jack Dow. Did you have a good time? Did he do what you needed I him to do? I believe he did Please Don't Go. I was excited about that. He did not do Cooler Than Me, which is the one I was really geeked for. Wow. He didn't do Cooler Than Me. Is that legal? I mean, I was hoping he'd be arrested, but nothing happened. I think he, um, I think he was like, I don't want to play my song that everybody wants to hear. What type yeah, of shit, that's cool. like, girl? And that's oh yeah, that's what we were there for. We were there for cooler me. You you know we're there. Do you think you're cooler than me? You went to sign the shades. Just he was a hater, low key. You wear him around because you're cooler than me. Do I think I'm cooler than you, or do you think I'm cooler than you, babe? I think he's just insecure. Maybe that's what we're learning about Mike. Mike Posner. Yeah, I was giving insecurity. I don't know, but yeah, Mike Posner. Please don't go. Truly, one of. The I'm not even gonna say best songs ever, but it's a great song. That shit really hits to oh this my gosh, day. That song does. I cut that on the other day, and I felt that in my chest. I was in my car Oof. screaming my life out. At if that. that came on, I would not be mad. I would not be mad at that. Not at all, ever. It hits just as hard as as it's timeless too. Like it doesn't sound antiquated in the way that a lot of songs from that era does. It's it's pretty timeless. I'm like, wow, this is good. I got one. I got a song. So a little bit on Great. the on the other end of the spectrum. I feel like I've been bringing. The, Is it about to be Claro? No, I've been bringing white bops like uh, of historically, but I, I got I got a different one today. I was um putting together a little playlist and how? Oh, you know what? Where I found the song? I love finding songs in like just like random people's little uh, like Instagram stories. It was Kaylani did an Instagram story of her like posting her like belly. She was like, "I'm look cute," you know. And the song in the background was like, oh, "This shit kind of hard," you know. It was like her, it was like it was like three <laughs> seconds of her like in the mirror, you know. A quick and yeah. I, and I looked up the song and it's this this song called um what's the one is it? It's called My Everything by uh, B Love. 
He's this little Bronx bad kid. He's a little little badass. Mm. You you ever watch a video and you're like, who are these little badass kids? Badass kid, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Where are they mama? Where at? is they mama at? This kid can't be older than sixteen, bro. And he's like in the in the Bronx, like at some like some park, just like with his little boys, guns. Of course, women just twerking. I'm like, who are these grown women with these little boys? You know, like, but uh, the song is amazing. It's like drill. It's like you know Brooklyn drill. But this kid's from the Bronx, um, and it's just one of those songs that like they they sample like a R and B song, but they're saying they're talking like that crazy gun talk over yes, it. Yes, <laughs> like that gun shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that that shoot 'em up shit. Shoot 'em yeah. up shit. Um, and so it's like a, I, I love the energy. So it's called My Everything by B Love. Oh yeah, you got to send me that. That sounds like my type of shit. I love a, a R&B sample over over gun talk. That's my fave. I appreciate that. Thank you, Kaylani, for the put on. Thank you, Kaylani, for a lot, TBH. But she 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 didn't gave us a baby. She gave us music. You know, we appreciate all that you create. We love that. <laughs> Thank you, Kaylani. Moving into the main topic for the episode, Now I did I did a little bit of research. I did a little bit of research. Okay, thank you for the background music, Jordan. We really appreciate that. So I'll start here in a story titled "Streetwear and Its Roots in Black Culture" mm. by Lithium Magazine, right or for Lithium Magazine writer Zoe Gonzalez, Zoe or Zoe, not sure, writes, streetwear emerged in the 1980s as a result of the 50s and 60s when the hip-hop genre was born amidst Bronx street gang culture. By the 70s, gangs had established their turf. This was the backdrop for the frontier where hip-hop took root and flourished. The music generally spread downtown, flowing into Brooklyn, and in the ensuing decades, the rest of the world. The first successful commercial rap single, Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight, was the first taste of the fashion movement to come. So essentially what they're saying is streetwear is inextricably linked with the rise of rap and hip hop and also, you know, New York culture, mm. New York black culture, New York gang culture, that type of stuff, which we knew. Like we 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 we, we right, knew right, that right. streetwear was that. I think, yeah. And it's, it's like current and the most modern iteration of it. But like streetwear to me, I feel like I feel like that's a, a kind of a linear and a narrow way of thinking about it, because like black people. As long as people have been getting dressed, black people have been getting dressed. That's true. Yeah. Now you go back to like 40, because you talk to all the like the old hip hop heads and the, and the inspiration they they took from like how parts of what, what they were, how they were trying to dress was like from the old hustlers that they knew growing up, like in the 60s and 70s. And like those folks, you know, wore a lot of gold tailored down to the, from the head to toe, getting the, getting the lapels a little bigger, you know, or like, or having the, you know, the pants a little baggier or like, you know, having like little, a little thing in the tie, you know, like they, there was, they were doing their own version of like streetwear like you know like Always. you know yeah i think people like think of streetwear as a thing that emerged when people started wearing sneakers casually you know like because that wasn't a thing until like the 70s you know but people have always been you know doing their own little sartorial things and it's always been regional too like you go to certain places especially back then you go to certain places like people would be doing things in california that people weren't doing in like you know new york definitely the zoot suits and all that and like yeah in the 80s too like with the way those ice tea ice cube and like the motherfuckers were, were wearing their hair like the like processing their hair like that and the legere curl like the way that those like west coast dudes were doing that's like that's that's streetwear to me that's like that's like a, a way of like styling yourself that like like it's not it's impractical like there was no reason to do that other than the, the stylistic quirk of it you know what oh, i mean oh you know what that's a good that's a good that is a good way to put it it is impractical it's for the, it's style. For the style it's it is truly for the aesthetic very much for the style it's like signification that you wear which i guess is style mm-hmm. in general it's like signifying who you are and what you're about yeah. and yeah no no i definitely agree with that I want to uh, give you Wikipedia's definition of streetwear, okay? Wikipedia says streetwear is the style of casual clothing, which became global in the 1990s. It grew from New York hip-hop fashion and California surf culture to encompass elements of sportswear, punk, skateboarding, and Japanese street fashion. Eventually, haute couture became an influence. It commonly centers on casual, comfortable pieces such as jeans, t-shirts, baseball caps, and sneakers, and exclusively through intentional product scarcity enthusiasts follow particular brands and try to obtain limited edition Mm -hmm. releases i didn't love this definition for real because i felt like it started to 
skew into hype beast culture, right. which I feel like is is a like they're they're linked definitely, but it's, it's not subset. the same. Like that that seemed like right. That seemed like a definition for hype beast culture as opposed to streetwear specifically. Yeah. But and then California surf culture. What? Uh, what? How? What? What was that? Because, I mean, but there's so many different types of streetwear. If if we're like talking about like just the casual clothes that people wear, that like the thing that they're trying to establish is like this is when. People started wearing casual because before, like the '60s and '50s, you left the house, you were wearing, you know, like you were dressing in slacks and and hard bottom shoes and like tucking in your shirt. You know what I mean? Like most people didn't leave the right. house and looking a certain way. And then like by like the mid 20th century, '70s, '60s, '80s, then like casual clothes became more of a, a thing you would see in the world, like clothes that you like you would you would associate with like people going to the gym or like you know that's when you started seeing that actually on people outside. And so I think that's what they're mm-hmm. trying to say like at the start of this. But like that looks so different in so many different places, you know, like like look different in California and like in the surf culture than it did in New York and skate culture and New York and basketball culture and New York, you know, like there's like so many different ways that it could have manifested. And I I think. I think California and New York are overrepresented in pop culture in general. Like there's so much that happens between in America being how as big as it is and how as varied as it is that we like hasn't been canonized in the same way. But yeah, like, I mean, definitely like, yeah, like when people started like wearing like, like yeah, sneakers and like wearing like wearing all sorts of like the punk punk is a type of streetwear. Like in the, in the London when like they were like, those dudes were like doing the Mohawks and wearing like a, all like our military jackets, mm, like and stuff like and chains yeah. and military jackets. Yeah, utility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People weren't wearing clothes like that and like wearing clothes in that way, you know, before. That's true. And yeah, and also like the thing that was happening too, I feel like was like uh, there was like all this migration happening from different parts of the world to certain cities. Like the Jamaicans were you know arriving in New York and like in in Florida in like the sixties and seventies, you know, and like they brought their own little like flair, you know, they brought their own little like steez and i'm sure like the same thing was happening in california where like there was like mexican folk coming up and like like cholo culture like the, they have their whole like you know lexicon of like you know when you see it you know like the dickies you know like there's like all these different like yep. the socks that you was talking about the from from, from uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> episodes the episodes that go up to the cab like yo <laughs> there's so many like weird little like tells where i'm like well, how did this language develop and like who who was responsible for this? But it but it happens. I think <laughs> I think as humans, we like we love codes. We love establishing systems, you know, to like communicate to each other. And clothing is definitely no like uh, uh, exception. Yeah. But like streetwear, I feel like black people have a specific affinity for streetwear, though. Like we could talk about streetwear like like I mean, I'm um, sorry, uh, like hype, the hype beast kind of streetwear like the. Right. Exactly. That's probably what we're going to talk about like now is the hype beast kind of streetwear. But you can't even talk about streetwear without mentioning mm-hmm. Dapper Dan. Right. I think he's credited with taking streetwear high fashion and just a lot of what you see today, the local mania mm-hmm. trends, et cetera, obviously credited with Dapper yeah, Dan yeah, and all yeah. of that is streetwear. So shout out Dapper. You know, we love to have you <laughs> on. I know that you're, you're probably free, probably not. But, you know, if you are, feel free. You know, how, I know you're listening. Dapper Dan, Harlem legend. Yeah, like that the idea of combining high and low is such a thing that we see all the time now. And like the hype beast streetwear that like they were thought of as two separate like, you know, worlds, you know couture fashion and like and things that like a t-shirt you know but like now it's odd when when a brand like balenciaga or gucci doesn't have a t-shirt that they're selling or like they're not doing some sort of collaboration with a sneaker brand i think a lot of this stuff came out of cities you know like a lot of stuff came out of like you know just like the weird clash that happens in cities the unique some sort of like mix of people and cultures that you you get in like in big mm-hmm. cities in america that like like of course people are like kids who like were you know, in the hood, like go down, go to a certain part of the city and see somebody like wearing Yves Saint Laurent, you know, like in like, like the, like the whole, um, ASAP mob, like that, that was a bunch of Harlem niggas who just went down to Soho and like going to boutiques and seeing all these like fancy people. Yeah. And we're like, we're going to do that shit, you know, like, and put our little spin on it. Um, and people always talk about skateboarding and its relationship to streetwear too is interesting. Cause I, because of like a lot of the uh, like you know Supreme is was just like a, a skate brand you know like they just made T-shirts you know to promote their mm-hmm. like skateboarding brand. I think it meant more back then to to signify that like you were like a youth you know it was like youth versus the adults almost mm. you know in the eighties and nineties. Got it. The rebellious yeah. youth and like yeah. wearing a T-shirt with like a little slogan on it you know it meant way more. There was there were fewer ways to like to express yourself like we there was no social media there was no like a. Uh, 
Like there's no digital brand that you could build for yourself to say, this is who I am. You had fewer avenues and one of them, a bigger, because of that, the bigger, bigger avenue was how you dress, you know? Yeah. Black people have always been wanting to make statements, you know, in that way, you know, of like expressing who they are. Yeah. Oh, we know that. We know black people like to make a statement. That's our shit. Well, okay. I have a list of throwback streetwear brands and I'm sure you can name all the ones I'm about to name. The, the like proper streetwear, not like the subsets, but like a, the proper streetwear. So FUBU being the first one, Apple Bottom, South Pole, Fat Farm. And I'm wondering if Baby Fat is one of them. Is Baby Fat like a streetwear? Well, Baby we Fat was that? like part of Fat Farm, right? I know they were owned. They were both owned by Russell and Kimora Lee Simmons. So those are the legacy like throwback brands. What's your favorite throwback streetwear brand? I, I feel like I love a lot of that FUBU shit when I see it now. Like, I see, like uh, I love those jerseys. I think the jerseys are so cool. Um, oh, the jerseys are cool. They made, like, cool sweatsuits and stuff, too. I recently got kind of got put on to, like, Stussy. Stussy, I, I thought because of, of being at our age, Stussy, when we were, like, in middle school, was, like, the kind of, like, a mall brand. Like, it was, like, a, it was kind of, like, a, yes, a cheesy was. mall yeah. brand. But I learned that. Stussy like is kind of, was like an OG streetwear skate brand in Southern California, but then it got they sold it got changed ownership at some point in the two thousands. So then the new ownership was like we're just gonna sell mm. this in a bunch of malls and kind of dilute the like the clout of it. But it was like kind of a, a supreme and a, like a West Coast supreme for for a time. Yeah, and a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And yeah, so like I've I've seen like people like reshare like old Stussy stuff, and they had like lots of cool. Lots of cool. I love the graphics that they make and that like weird font that they have. Um, I think that shit's cool. Yeah, Susie, that like italicized ass. Yeah, like the font. weird little like yeah. handwriting. Susie was definitely a moment every nigga had, and this is like in high school for me. I went to high school in Long Beach. Like I think niggas had Susie mm. hats. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. I believe there were Susie like like fitteds. And that was a thing. Yeah, no, Stussy was definitely a thing. Stussy is somewhere between, like, the old dated ones and the contemporary ones. I feel like it was a really early contemporary one. Like, just, like, in the starting. In the starting line. it's been around since but the 80s. I personally was a baby fat girl. I mm. lived in baby fat and apple bottom. I really took that flow rider <laughs> line to heart. Apple bottom jeans, boot with the fur. I have a specific photo of myself with my apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur, and one of those brown puffer jackets with the fur around. Not the puffer in Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) In LA, right. Like, I really needed the puffer. Oh, man, that's such a uniform. Yeah, yeah, no, I was really feeling myself. I told you, it was, uh, like you said, it's not practical. It's for the (laughs) aesthetic. Y'all know what I'm trying to give. Y'all know what I'm about. Wow, that's amazing. I, I would pay lots of money to see that photo. I'm going to try to find that photo and put it on the Instagram yeah, so y'all can see visual. what I was giving when I was back in, like, seventh grade. My mom had me in so much And One. I feel like because it was in, like, TJ Maxx or some shit. Do you remember And One brand? Yeah, And One was this brand that was, like, they made, like, basketball, like, themes. Was it Jordan? It wasn't Jordan. No, it was, it was like, a, a knockoff brand called And One. Like, um, And One as in, like, you know, when you're playing basketball, you get fouled. Like, And One! You know, like, and my mom had me in so much And One. And the, the figure, the, like, logo was, like, this white... How do I describe this? He was just, like, a guy who did not have a face. And he, and he was, like, white. His body was, like, white, not, like, as in, this, as in like, the, the race, but white... Not Caucasian, but physically he was a color white. Physically he was right? a color white and he just had no face and he would just like, on all the clothes, he'd be like dunking or like dribbling or something. And it looks so cool. Hmm. Let me Google this real quick. Cause I feel like I lightly remember this, but I thought it was, for some reason I have. And, and it was kind of like a cheap, clothing. like basketball brand. And so they made t-shirts and shorts and stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't remember this. I'm looking at it now. I don't. Oh, yes, I do. Yep. 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 Nope. A hundred percent. I always thought that was Jordan. I always thought that was Jordan. I thought it was a subset of Jordan. No, it's like, it's like the cheap one. It's like the one you get at Marshall's like, uh, and they'd have like yes. little t-shirts that had little phrases on it and be like, I'm about to cross you up. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah. no, not I'm yeah, about to like cross stuff you like that. up, Jordan. I was wearing that all the time. Was you crossing niggas up? Did you, did you even cross? I'm a 2005, 2006 Hamden Fathers all-star. So nine, boys nine and 10. Period. Boys nine and ten, all right. So don't stop. Don't talk to me. So obviously you was crossing niggas up, up is what you yeah, saying. Uh, they remember. They they know. They, they know, know me. me, nigga. I go on the court right now. They know me. Yeah, and one was huge. Uh, 
Um, oh, but the thing, and the thing about streetwear, this type of streetwear too, and what those brands you brought up was like, this was a moment where black culture and hip hop was really like just starting to show its earning potential. Like, like how can, how much money it could, like a global force it could be. And like these brands were like, like start, the start of these brands was a way of monetizing that. Like, like all these brands owned by like big figures in black hip hop culture they were like oh wow we like our culture is becoming like we put on Tommy Hilfiger and everybody wants to wear Tommy Hilfiger we put on polo everybody wants to wear polo so we should just start our own shit and everybody will want to wear that and so that's another that's another like part of it too like it's like how this style of uh, streetwear emerged from like hip hop and black culture becoming lucrative. Like all the white execs realizing like, oh, like people more, it's more than just black people that are going to buy this shit. It's going to be like, everybody's going to want to buy this shit. And that kind of like shifted like what people thought was like high culture in a way, or like what people thought was- uh, High fashion. Yeah, like high fashion, like, yeah. Or like what constituted fashion even. Yeah, like it like was completely shifted by this era in like style. We're still feeling the echoes of that. You know, like Virgil, rest in power, he would like his appointment- like at Louis Vuitton is like isn't as an echo of that era of like of streetwear of hype streetwear of like of hip hop and like skate culture showing that like it was like a like a thing that could actually like people could be interested in right. outside of those those niches you know proving that it was lucrative and like something that was uh, gonna be you know some people could make money off of could be on a world stage was on a world stage at that mm-hmm. point and something that other people decided they want to capitalize off of going forward which yeah, yeah. brings me to the contemporary brands that are are like the streetwear brands right now that's like supreme off-white nike adidas and i was reading that only one of those brands is owned by a black which one you ask? I don't know. I know it's not Nike. I know it's not Adidas. I doubt it's Supreme. So maybe Off White. It's not Supreme, right? Off Off White was is a Virgil, right? Is Virgil? Is he the owner or was he the owner? He created. It. He was the owner, I believe. Um, unless he sold it uh to somebody or parts of it to somebody, but he no longer owns it obviously anymore. But it was he owned it at least for a while. He probably sold it to um or sold it or sold part of it to uh whoever owns Louis Vuitton. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Supreme is interesting because Supreme is both like contemporary, that obviously the contemporary like uh, powerhouse of like streetwear right now, yeah, and but it's beast. also an old one. Yeah, like it's of like high beast streetwear, but it's also an old one. Like it's one of the older ones. Like it is. I think Supreme was founded in the 90, 94 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now, hold on, I was founded in ninety four. Don't be talking about old and saying the year I was founded. Don't do that. I started talking <laughs> about in streetwear years, not okay. in not in supporter okay, cool, years, not you. in human years. And uh, Stussy is even older. Stussy's from the eighties, but like like we said, Stussy is like a was is a kind of like Stussy two It's not the original Stussy. Um, yeah, Virgil owned Off White and. He started it, but I don't know if he owned it. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm confused about. I'm like, I don't really know who has ownership of Off-White, but we know that people making the most money off of this are people who probably don't even wear it. Like Supreme, Nike, Adidas, I don't even know that the execs in charge of that or the, the people who make the most money off of that wear it, which is interesting. But what is your go-to streetwear piece? Mine, I think, is sneakers. This is so confusing because like... Uh... Everything's almost streetwear now in a, in a way, so you know. Uh, that is so true. And I don't know. I my go to. Well, it's the band aid that you wear on your face to look like Nelly from. My name is Tom Buck, and this is the Enthusiasm Project. Join me each week for deep dives exploring the world of what it means to be an independent creator on YouTube, starting your own creative business, and keeping a positive, enthusiastic mindset along the way. New episodes of The Enthusiasm Project are available every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. I do not have a Band-Aid on my face. I don't know why you're telling lies to our listening public. I do not have a Band-Aid on my face right now. I bought a pair of um, Nike ACG shoes recently that I like, and they're very kind of street-weary. Yeah, and it, streetwear is such a hard thing to describe, too, because like, I'm like, these shoes are streetwear, but I don't know how to describe why right. they are streetwear. Right, they just are, yeah. I think it has something to do with, like... You know, and like all the, all the thing about the thing about everything becoming streetwear too is that like brands that aren't traditionally streetwear brands are being incorporated into the streetwear, like ha- have like been given streetwear 
significance. Uh-huh. Like Ar- Arcteryx. Are you familiar with Arcteryx? It might be just like a, a more of a New York thing. Mm-mm. Arcteryx is like a as like a a legacy um, winter wear brand. It's like North. It's like fancy North Face. It's mm-hmm. like you know you, fancy North Face. North Face is expensive. What the fuck? Right. No, exactly. It's like niggas who are actually climbing mountains are wearing this shit. I'll, and um, they make jackets, they make rain jackets, they make puffers, they make uh, beanies and all, stuff kinda like that. like um, how Patagonia is kind of being like co-opted as streetwear now too. I think that's because like there was like a movement of like outdoor, what people are called GORP Core. I, don't, I forget what GORP stands for, but it's like an acronym that means like... Like people like hiking, you know, mm. mountain culture has become like a streetwear thing, you know. Cool. So you see people like and like the tech ass shoes and the tech yes. jackets, and like you're like wh- you're you're walking literally down um, Pico. Why you look like you're about to be on Everest? You <laughs> like know, right? You you on Mount Everest or? But that's like a streetwear thing, and I I have a Arcteryx beanie, and I feel like that's very like streetwear-y. People like will like be like, oh nice hat, and it's like it's literally just because it's the brand is like you know become hundred percent as opposed like, to know. just a hat. Yeah, it's a beanie. Yeah, but it has yeah. the brand on it. Yeah, it's just a beanie, but it has the brand on it. Um, yeah, I, I'm for a while I was I was tweeting about how um there's this one specific photo of Frank Ocean at I think it's the 2019 Paris Fashion Week. It like changed my whole how i wanted to dress completely i'll send it to you if he's wearing in it the photo he's wearing a um this beautiful orange puffer like slim puffer coat uh <laughs> it's it's by this brand called mammoth and uh they're like a swiss like you know one of those swiss outdoor company like you know like actual hiker type shit and then uh and then he's got he's got a giant birkin bag green birkin bag under his arm oh he's got an arcteryx wow. beanie and he's got these beautiful like sand wash jeans, mm-hmm. and then he's got like hiking boots on. Are you? Do you see the image? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, and like this, and like that was like, oh, I was like, this is it. This is how. This is. I, it. This, is this is it. We here's we, the pinnacle we of fashion, it. right? Yeah, yeah this it. is fashion. Um, and it looks like he he looks like he could easily be like a dad in like Westchester County, New York, who's driving his son to like squash practice. You know what yeah, I mean? Squash but the fact practice. That, how specific. He did it in that context and that he's a black man doing that, you know, it was like, it was like, he just kind of like broke all the codes, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, yeah. like, but it's like not that revolutionary, but like it, it like no one was dressing like that. You know, it's it's so like, it's like normcore in a way, like in a w- weird way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It is normcore. People are cosplaying as normcore these days. It, it's giving you, 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 y'all, y'all like to cosplay normcore nowadays it's giving me it's yes giving me. You. who is yeah. me who you. is me jordan it's giving jordan cosplaying normcore that is very you cosplaying as a as a dad going to pick up his child from daycare yeah, yeah. that's you i mean it was all kind of descended from this picture honestly like uh, oh okay come on frank ocean being the tastemaker and i got i got a i got a mammoth jacket like 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 that jacket because of that photo <laughs> You wow. seen the one, like the bright yellow one that I wear? Yes, yes, Jordan, the fashion boy, definitely <laughs> influenced by Frank. We get that. Wow, that's that's actually really funny to me. It's so on brand. You can't even make like your brand is so tight to me. <laughs> it's just it's so clear and hard to describe. I can't describe it. I, I don't have the words or the coolness to describe, but I know it when I see it. My, do I have a favorite contemporary brand? I just like sneakers. Mm. I like sneakers. I like my Nikes. I like my Adidas. I don't have anything off-white. I don't have anything Supreme. I'm not a hype beast girl. Those two give hype beast. And the other two will like live somewhere between streetwear and hype beast or like yeah. merge the two the two worlds. But yeah, that's my favorite streetwear piece. Just sneakers. Give me a good sneaker. I have my What's my favorite sneaker that I'm wearing lately? Obviously, my regular ass Air Force Ones because I'm not cosplaying Normcore. I simply am. And then, <laughs> you think Air Force Ones are Normcore now? Yes, I do actually. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. More so in LA than in New York. Last time I was in New York, I realized, oh, this is definitely like a hardcore Los Angeles thing, and like the the Air Force Ones. Like people obviously wore them in New York too. Yeah, like when yeah. the last time I was there, I was like, I see them, but like in LA, they're gonna be everybody everywhere on everybody like mm-hmm. 100% people they're just gonna be worn differently white girls they're gonna be dirty increased potentially you know black people they're gonna be clean as fuck mm-hmm. and um uncreased as hell sparkling mine are a little dirty I can't front and niggas been dragging me up and down 
I swear to God. It's hard for them not to get dirty. I, I, I commend anyone who decides to buy white Air Force Ones. Because I'm like, that's you're committing to upkeep. Now, hold on, Jordan. Uh, are you telling us that you would buy black Air Force Ones? Oh, absolutely. You, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that I was on the call with a fucking criminal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, what's that, Sequoia? I got to go. Um, right. Somebody Sorry, left the car I got to pull up I real go quick. Hot wire that joint. Uh, no, no, I, no, not even like that. I think they look kind of. I think what it is is my my Aquarius brain where I'm like, everybody's got white, white Air That's Force what Ones. It is. And so I want black ones. That's what it is. I think I forgot some brand did like a some sort of collab. Obviously, there's always so many collabs you can't keep up. There was a it was a, a black Air Force one with the white check, which you don't see very often. Oh, I've never seen that. That sounds interesting. It was kind of hard. I forget who did that or what that was for. But um, also you could just do that on Nike ID. It was, I was like, why are people paying oh, extra money? Like, I can yeah. make those. Yeah, yeah you can just make I that. I can make those. Yeah. But uh, I I kind of liked how those looked. I think any yeah, anytime something becomes too ubiquitous, I get a little uncomfortable about it. Yeah, you know? for real. Um, you're not. You're very much not into it. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm actually looking at my sneakers right now. I know my favorite sneakers that I have. It is my fucking Wave Runners, the original colorway. Ooh. Why am I getting a phone call? Decline, Quentin. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, my oh yeah, you're my good easy, old... easy, easy. Yes, my Yeezy Wave Runners in the the regular gray, blue, orange colorway. Those are my fucking the Seinfeld shit. shoes. Hmm? They they remind me of Seinfeld for some reason. I feel personally disrespected no, by the statement. No, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I like Seinfeld. I think they dress cool on Seinfeld. It is it is like the type of normcore thing you're talking about. Like it's like it's wearing like weird Upper West Side clothes, but like they. You know what? They do give Skechers. They give Skechers. They give yeah. Normcore. They do, but yeah. ooh, it's so good. It's such a good shoe. It's his version of the like kind of the New Balance. Like he did like that's yeah. like his New Balance sorts. Also, I'm going through a New Balance phase. I've been looking at them. I don't have one. I don't have any yet. But New Balances are like very much doing something for me. It's yeah, a back. great shoe. First of yeah. all, everyone needs to put respect on my dad's name. My dad has been wearing the same. Hey, my dad has his nice pair of New Balances that he breaks out maybe like once a day, uh, once a week when the Eagles have a uh, like a game and he's going somewhere to watch it. He'll put on yep. his sweats, he'll put on his Eagles a crew neck top, and he'll wear his little nice New Balances that he saved. They're still clean. Like it's been like sixteen years, Sequoia. And uh, yes, he's had these sneakers for as long as I can remember. And now like those New Balances that I, I see niggas in and Greenpoint, you know, in Brooklyn, everywhere wearing these sneakers, and I'm like, those literally like my dad's like nice sunday sneakers you know like right my dad vented new balances nigga tastemaker and what about it i I think new balances are cool but um i don't i don't see them for me for some reason really i'm surprised by that you 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 give me new not balance. the 990s i don't like the 990s i don't know the numbers i just know the 990s are the ones. i don't know the numbers either the 990s are the ones i see a lot and i know the, that one but i don't i don't like that one I i think i like other ones but i don't know what they're called you know and you know that one's not for you but some other ones might be yeah for some you. of those might be for me yeah, wow. Streetwear is such a what a rich a rich text to uh to you know parse through. You know, we're putting on our we both have glasses on rich. right now. We're sitting um we have our shawl neck sweaters on. We're thinking about critically about we're with with the um the 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 patches on the elbows. Patches on the They're elbows. Much... I have a pipe in. Sequoia's got her pipe going. You know, we're just yeah. kind of you know postulating different theories about uh <laughs> where where streetwear comes from. You know, and what it um. And you know what? While while we're thinking and, and wearing our sweaters, shout out Jordan for not even mentioning my wig. I have on a wig right now, y'all, and I haven't cut the lace off this bitch yet. I don't, if you know, you know. I'm not going to explain it, but Jordan has not mentioned not one time what is on my head. Right, because it's not and... in my business. It's none of my business. <laughs> you guys, it's none of, <laughs> none of my business. And I just want y'all to know, I FaceTimed Tristan right before this phone call, and the first thing this nigga said is, what's the white shit on your head? <laughs> and... <laughs> And so I was anticipating a similar response to Jordan, who has said absolutely nothing. Shout out to you, friend, for for for, for being for being supportive. Everybody needs you know, their space to figure out to wear their own white shit on their head. You know, if I, I hope thank you, know, you. you know, that you'd give me that same space. It's nobody's business to write shit on the head. But do you want to finish by telling us if you even have this? I don't know. Let me know if you only have this. Do you have a favorite Jordan sneaker? Jordans, not not you, but Jordans. Wow, this is a a lovely question. I was a poor. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with this that uh, terminology, it's it's people who don't have money. 
I, you know, being a young black youth, um, I was obviously aware of Michael Jordan, aware of Jordan sneakers, was around people who owned Jordans, thought they were cool around ninth grade and being a nerd also, like I love learning about shit and I love learning about, I love categorizing things and I love figuring out little, the, all the categories and stuff. So I learned around ninth grade, I learned about like all Jordans one through like 15, which are like the, the ones that you see people in, you know, the Jordans continue to yes. make Jordans every year. And like, they're like on like 35 now. Yeah. They're like on Jordan 30. Yes, really? they are. They're on like Jordan 36. I thought they just did re-releases at this point. You're like retros. I mean, cause it's the shoes that they've released now. Like, you know, like the way he played in them then, oh, he play them now. and like people don't, aren't wearing those on the street, you know, like Blake Griffin is wearing them against the books, but like you won't see them on somebody's Got foot. It. Not yeah, now, not now not yet. at least. Uh, or if you're playing, you're playing pickup at the Y, that nigga might've spent $200 on his pickup sneakers and he might be wearing the new Jordans, you know. The flex actually is when, a pickup flex is when you're wearing like nice retro Jordans that you could just be, you could exactly. be rocking to like, you know, go to, like, go wherever, but you decide to, to fuck them up. I'm a play Yeah, these. I'm a play in these. Right. Um, and the thing you see about skateboarders too, who are Nike skateboarders, is that they sometimes you'll see them skating in Jordan. You're like, that is sacrilege. He is kick flipping in a, Ooh, in, a in fours. He's like bad. ripping because you're just you're you're committing to destruct destroying a shoe when you decide to Nigga, um ooh, go get your SB dunk. Hey, call it a day. day. Why alone. are you doing that? Um, nah. Okay, so I as far as the shoes that I like, I love um for historically I've loved the fours, which uh, I don't know if you need a visual. They are the. Let me look. They're I... the ones you see. You you see they're kind of common. You, they have like this strap over them. They the classic colorways. The oh S. yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. Do I like the fours or do I like the threes? What the fuck? Let me look at the threes. The threes that you that got the cement ones with the little. I I like those less. They look too chunky <gasps> to me. Wait, am I wrong? Oh no. Okay, the threes is my shoe. The fours are similar though. The fours are similar because they came right the year after. Right. And uh, yeah, those are. I like the fours where the fours look like, especially the black with the. Uh, the black with the gray sole and the white, you know, like that, the classic one. Yes, I like this. This is good. Yeah. But of late, the late era Jordans kind of get weird and fun, like um, like like the late 90s ones. And I love the Jordan's last playing year was I think he wore the 14s. And uh, if you look up the Jordan 14s, I like that black with the like. The Fer- it looks like a Ferrari logo, you know, and it's like like this patent yes. leather on the side. Yes. It's like a weird looking shoe, right? Yeah, it is a weird looking shoe. This shit looks futuristic hell. as like, hell. Nineteen ninety eight, they're like, we're going into the future. We're gonna put Michael <laughs> Jordan in a fucking Ferrari on his feet, bro. Um, and it looks so weird, but I think I, it's grown on me. They're, they come in, um, they come in a blue. They they released them in like this weird blue color, and I was like, those are so odd looking. But I kind of, oh, I, I kind of love it. I like the blue ones. I don't like the ones with the stripe going yeah, down yeah. like that, but I like the blue ones because it doesn't yeah. have that. It's just And you solid. don't see these ones as often. So, 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 so it's, they're like, they're interesting. Um, Refreshing. Yeah, because the thing about Jordan is that they've become so ubiquitous that like, it's like you kind of just see all of the ones you see, you know? Um, so those yeah. ones are cool. I'm trying to think if I have any ones in between that I actually really bang with. For a while, I was really into the um, the sixes. The infrared sixes. Mm, I think I like sixes too. Infrared yeah. sixes definitely sound yeah. familiar. They're like the all black and they have that infrared red thing on the bottom. Oh yeah, and no, I was wrong. I don't, I don't like these. But yeah, <laughs> you're like no, 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 no. Keep that. Keep that. Keep that. Keep that. Um, right. And oh, in the the like um the thirteens ones right before the fourteens were actually also kind of cool. Let me see. The and 13s. You, you see the blue ones a lot. Okay, I see the red ones. I see the red ones a lot. Okay, so you like the the fours. The 13s and the 14s and the 6s. Sequoia, the year after Michael Jordan retired, look up the 15s. They're they're absolutely insane. They were bugging. I'm scared. <laughs> look, look. I'm scared. Let me look. look. They're, they're the weirdest shoe I've ever seen in my entire life. What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> it's got like a zipper. It looks like... It looks like... A, it, like they didn't circumcise the shoe is what they looks like they did. It does. I'm like, why well, I got all this extra skin on it? What's all the extra meat? Cut that shit off. <laughs> it does look like an uncircumcised shoe. Why did they do this? <laughs> why did they do oh that? Oh my gosh. Because the 2000s were crazy. Like, um, have you ever seen the Kobe? The Kobe? So Kobe used to be on Adidas at the <sighs> beginning of his career. And and what? Yeah, for like the that. first three or four years, I think. And he changed because they made him the ugliest shoe that has ever been created. I'm about to it look. Like an, oh my God. Oh my you see God. It? The Kobe yes. Adidas. Like Kobe 2, I think it's called. I'm looking at it. This looks like it looks like 
I don't even know how to put it. It looks like it's very squishy when you walk, though. It looks like children's it booties. It looks like um, a way I've always thought about it is it looks like an Audi. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they put him in an Audi on his foot. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like an Audi. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Why did they do that? And because it was like 2001, 9-11 happened, they made a special version he wore that was like the American flag version. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> getting worse. American flag. Oh, my God. These are heinous. I just got them. They produced this shoe and sold it. They look like bowling <laughs> shoes. It looks racist. <laughs> this looks like tap dancing. Like, this is bad. This yes, is bad. This is, the 2000s were crazy. They were like, they. I don't know what they were smoking in these design studios, but they're like, what if we put the shoe with a turtleneck and ha- you had to undo uh, the turtleneck right. to get to the shoe? <laughs> right. And Ooh, Ray Allen and all these people, so they bad. were wearing these shoes and playing in them. And, and Kobe was so upset about this shoe that he like literally left Adidas. He spent... Yeah, he was like, no, no, no. This is, you guys did me so dirty. Y'all got me fucked up. And um, there's a photo of LeBron in high school wearing those Kobe's that I, uh, somebody tweeted, tweeted recently. And I was like, that's amazing. I love, I love black history. <laughs> wow. What yeah. a time. Everything is yeah, interlinked, yeah, Le- truly. Everything is interlinked. He was like, LeBron, Kobe was just like his, his favorite player. And he's like in high school wearing these of Kobe's. Course. Of course, of course. And now Kobe's are cute. Like Kobe's, like the Kobe's are like a cute yeah, shoe. I yeah. like Kobe's a lot. Okay. My favorite Jordan. I don't, I don't fuck with Jordans. I don't like Jordans. I don't have any Jordans. The only Jordan that I kind of want and don't want bad enough because I never tried mm-hmm. to get them are mm-hmm. threes and white cement ones or black cement ones specifically. Those are my shoe. I like that one. Also like fours. Now that you just mentioned it, mm-hmm. I looked them up. Fours I like cool. fours. I also like fours. I will wear either of those two shoes. The rest of them, you can keep the entire lot of my hate <laughs> ones. Um, I don't remember what twos look like. Twos but... are ugly. They, they don't get brought back for a reason. Shoot, twos never give. Oh my god! Oh, twos. Uh, yeah, they're ugly. Those are fucking ugly. Um, five, sixes. Yeah. Oh, fives are fives not are bad either. Cool. I think I like threes, yeah, fours, they, they and they run fives, a good run actually. Yeah, they were having a solid. I like a chunky shoe, and those are all like kind of chunkier. Like they give kid like something has is a kid energy to those shoes, and I like those. Mm. And then what is the worst shoe release that you think? ever came like what's the ugliest what's your least favorite sneaker mm-hmm. period uh, okay so like i gotta think of, i feel like in my lifetime i'd have to think about it because like though the kobe one and uh that jordan 15 are like two <laughs> i discovered as an adult retroactively where i was like i can't believe they sold these to people yeah this happened right i'm trying to think of runs recently oh yeah you go first you want no, me to go while you think about it okay my least favorite sneaker a date is a foam posit. Foam posits are so, so bad. Incredibly so, actually. And nowadays, foam posits have been linked to that one, that one kind of jean with the with the strip with the stripes. With the random patches of strips that go random. It's like a textured, <laughs> yes, yes, you know yes. what I was talking about. Yes. <laughs> those yes, jeans. Yes, yes. <laughs> the same niggas that wear foam oh posits in 2021 also wear those that, jeans like, in 2021. Ribbed, like weird. Yeah, ribbed jeans. Ribbed. It's ribbed yeah. and it's skinny. It's just and random it's got patches on, like, the of knee. Like, the patches are like, like patches on like the knee where it's like ribbed there. And they're so tight. They're so tight. It's so bad. And they're so, they have to be so tight. And the patches go in different directions. Like, oh my God, they're the worst fucking shoe. And niggas always wear them tight ass shoes with these big ass pink foam yes. posits. Oh, wow. That's and funny. I hate that um, for there was, There's a Essence, the like, uh, not the Black Essence, like the Montreal Essence e-commerce site, you know, S-S-E. It's like, no. it's like an e-commerce, no, fashion friend, e-commerce site. They have, they do like articles. They do like uh, editorial shit. And um, one of the columns they have, which is actually really cool, it's called Market Research. And what they do is they send a writer an item and have them like wear it and live with it for like a week. And then they write about it. And people have done like Air, uh, Air Maxes. People have done like little little bags. People have done like different types of coats and clothes and stuff. And the, the one I pitched and I wanted to do was like, I wanted them to send me a pair of those jeans. Because those jeans are low-key expensive. <laughs> Not you was going to wear them. You was going to wear them? <laughs> for a week. <laughs> 
Jordan, if I ever in life saw you in the jeans, you was never living it down. I was, I was lighting your ass up. I swear to God, I will let you rock with your trucker hat, but them jeans, I'm, I'm lighting you show up in them jeans, like up. waddling in them jeans. It's like, oh, what's up, yo? How y'all doing? <gasps> Oh my so god! Tight. Oh my god! I would. I think I would erupt. <laughs> it's just so off brand. Like it's off brand. They tight as shit. Like I don't even know what size your legs are because that's how seldomly you show like the width of your legs. Yeah, that's so fun. And it, and it's. I don't know what it is. Like do 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 think it's like it's like European? Why are they? Why are they wearing? It? What are they? <laughs> not european i think they think it's fashion i legitimately think they think like i don't have regular jeans i have these fashion right. jeans like this is the shit yes as the great little uzi first said i can't do my dance because my pants they from france i don't understand why he can't do his dance because the dance is just that shoulder shimmy shit you can't do your paint your dance because the pants, pants no it don't make no sense uzert uh, yeah try it again uzert it don't make no sense <laughs> But yeah, that's that's all I got on the streetwear front. Don't wear phone posits. Um, Dom Kennedy said, don't wear LeBron's to the club. <laughs> Them shit's ugly. And Pedro Fecchiere, who actually did yeah. the cover art for this podcast, just tweeted, I can't believe we let LeBron bully us. We let we let Dom Kennedy bully us out of wearing <laughs> LeBron's to the club. Good. Yeah, because niggas do not. To this day, niggas will LeBron's, not wear LeBron's to the club because Dom Kennedy was explicit. Them LeBron's, yeah. LeBron's do are ugly. They look like they look like you're supposed to be doing construction in those shoes, not like going to the club. <laughs> LeBron's, Le, I mean LeBron. LeBron, the shoes match him. They're like overly big for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just like they're just like. Oh my god! Wait, let me look at LeBron's real quick because I thought I had a good understanding of what it is, but now I don't think that I do. Oh, LeBron's are so fucking corny. They're corny. It's a corny shoe. Aren't there Steph, Steph Curry's, Curry's like too? all birds? Yeah, they're hideous. okay. Ew, don't don't love that either. Better than LeBron's, I guess. But anyway, that's all I had. Jordan, do you have any other last points you would like to tell the kids about streetwear or or anything of the sort? Don't do drugs. Oh, you were supposed to say your your least favorite sneaker. Did you come up with Did you come up with one? I know it's there somewhere, but it's not it's not emerging from my head. It was probably. Something to do with like those. Um, I hate those. I don't know if this counts as streetwear. Um, again, we've we've like it's nebulous. But um, the Rick Owens Converse. Have you seen these? They're like clown shoes. Rick Owens Converse. Let's see. Oh my <laughs> god. Ah, yeah. No, these definitely look like clown shoes. Like a joke. Right. Gonna wears these because uh, um Rihanna wore the. Stop you it. See, you see. Re- you see how uh, Rihanna was um, uh, Gunna for Halloween? No, she was? Yes, yes, she was. It was so good. Rihanna would dress up as Gunna for Halloween and she wore the big ass Rick Owens clown shoes because that's what he'd be wearing. Oh my God. Oh, this is funny. This yeah. is funny. Ew, why does he wear those? Because he thinks it's fashion. Well, I mean, it is, but like, it's, it's ugly. You know, like, I don't want to. Ugly, yeah. I I've never understood those, and I remember I met this kid who was wearing those, and it was before I knew they were they were Rick Owens, and I was like, why does he have these hideous shoes? What on? are these shoes that he has on? And then somebody explained to me that Rick Owens, and I was like, still, you gotta you gotta dead those. I'm sorry. I hate that for him. I I think Gunna can do anything because he's he's a, a star, but but uh, I don't want to see no norm, normal people in those Rick Owens. Uh, also, Rick Owens in general is just like kind of for if you're from Mars, like you got to be for a different type of breed of person to wear Rick Owens well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, and I think it's yeah, those shoes are just not not it for me. No, okay, that definitely makes sense. I, the, them shoes, I don't know who they are for. I'm I can't <laughs> believe people put those on their feet for real. <laughs> they put them on their feet and they yeah. walk outside. Yeah, thing because those are crazy. Okay, well, this has been. Black People Love Paramore podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. I already said it up front, but y'all feel free to rank us or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Turn mm-hmm. on notifications on Spotify so you know when we drop a new episode right. on that Tell ass. your cousin about us. Tell your Tell cousin. Tell your auntie about us. Um, if you have any specific merch ideas that you would like to see, like if there's something specific you want, we'll have shirts. If you would like right. a mug or you would like a hat or you would like trucker something, hat. trucker hat, Please go ahead and write in <laughs> to the podcast. You can email us at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com or you can DM us at BPOP pod 
Let me say that again. Tell Nike to do a collab with us and we'll we'll put out the Jordan 15X Black People Love Paramore. The Jordan, the Jordan uncircumcised Jordan with with Black People. We'll put out the uncircumcised Jordan and we'll scribble all over it as just like the title. Yeah. 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 It'll be so hard. That'll be great. Yeah. If you have any collab ideas, let us know. And when you're back home at, for Christmas, just be playing, just play it in the kitchen. You know, just play it on for a your loop. mom, see what she says. On a loop. Tell your mom that I don't actually, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't actually love chitlins. Tell her that. Mm, um, don't unless lie she does mom. like chitlins, in which case tell her that I do like chitlins. Then and I'll end on this. I already told you chitterling eating bitches. The <laughs> girls that get it, get it, and the girls that don't, don't. Maybe you don't get it because you're just not that girl. If you know, you know. Jordan doesn't know because he's too cool for TikTok. But thank you for listening to us again. Have a happy holiday. I think this episode is coming out like right before Christmas or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. This episode's coming out on the 23rd. So mm-hmm. have a Merry Christmas. Have Just a happy um, Hanukkah. Please I'm enjoy your Kwanzaa, fire. my kings and queens, okay? La-da-da, la-da-da-da. And from the vocal stylings of one... Jordan. Black people love <laughs> Paramore Ooh, and Merry Christmas. Let me tell you something. If you're going to play anything, play the theme song on repeat for, for, for your friends because they're going to like that shit. Uh, okay. Bye, y'all. <laughs>